Wowzer fams, Mindy here. Before we start the show, I just wanted to let you know that starting today, tickets to all of our upcoming Wow in the World pop-up parties are officially on sale and open to the public. If you haven't heard yet, we'll be in Tampa, Florida on April 6th, Nashville, Tennessee on April 18th, Boston, Massachusetts on June 2nd, Chicago, Illinois on July 6th, and Denver, Colorado on July 14th. Grown-ups, for tickets and more info on these upcoming live shows, just visit tinkercast.com slash events. That's tinkercast.com slash events. We can't wait to see you out in the world this spring and summer. Oh, and P.S., one more thing. Grown-ups, NPR would like to better understand who is listening and how you are using podcasts. Please help us out by completing a short anonymous survey at npr.org slash podcast survey. One word. It takes less than 10 minutes and really helps support the show. That's npr.org slash podcast survey. One word. And now let's get on with this brand new episode of Wow in the World. Mail's here. I'll get it, Reg. Rent, 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 Special delivery. Oh, looks like I overshot the door. Backtrack, moonwalk, backtrack, moonwalk. Ma'am, please stop moonwalking away from me in shame. Good afternoon, mail carrier. And how are we doing on this fine day? Last week, there was a trap door under your doormat. Uh-huh. Two weeks ago, a giant pigeon ordered 14 tons of gourmet birdseed to be delivered by mail. <sighs> Reggie! Three weeks ago, you mailed yourself an ice cream cone, which ended up melting all over my delivery bag. Ugh, sorry. Next time I'll spring for same-day shipping on the ice cream. So, what do you have for me today? Okay, well, let's see. Looks like a new edition of Gingerbread Architecture Magazine. Ooh la la! Several invitations to a croquet and multi-level marketing party from your neighbor, Dennis. You can keep those. And this... <laughs> Huge box. Oh, what's inside it? I don't know. Well, then, could you shake it? No. Yeah, just shake the box and I'll guess what's inside. <sighs> Fine. Is it a shirt? <laughs> no, it's gotta be cat litter. Oh, no, it's one of those plant your own herb gardens. Maybe it's a ham. Of course, it's a human being. Okay, have a good day, ma'am. I will be going on a long vacation. Surprise? Guy Roz, what were you doing in that box? Did I do this to you? Uh, No, you did not do this to me, Mindy. Yeah, you want to say that a little louder for the people in the back? Ahem. 
Mindy had nothing to do with this. I mailed myself myself. Hi, guy. Could you keep it down, please? <sighs> but, Guy Raz, you live next door. I mean, if you wanted to come to my house, all you'd have to do is call Reggie to fly you over or take the wow machine or borrow my motor pickle or snag Dennis's rollerblades. Hey! The truth is, Mindy, I've been trying to make an effort to be more, I don't know, spontaneous, to think outside the box a little. Oh, so you literally climbed into a box and mailed yourself to my house next door. Well, yeah, but for good reason, Mindy. You see, I've got a surprise for you. A surprise? (laughs) Is it in the box? No. So many packed peanuts. You think I can eat these? No, no, Mindy, don't, don't eat them. The surprise is not in the box. It's inside of me. Oh, so are you gonna barf it up? Barf it? What? I, I mean, you just said it was. In- Mindy, Mindy, I got three tickets to the America's Squeakhearts Hide and Squeak <gasps> concert tour. Happy. Uh, when is your birthday? Mindy's birthday is March Timber umpteenth. Wait. That can't be real. There aren't umpteen days in March Timber. Mindy, are you trying to get extra birthday presents from me again? <laughs> Guy Raz, you know that America's Squeakhearts is my favorite band of the week. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking you were so kind to indulge me that time I wanted to go listen to my favorite elevator music band to that office building elevator downtown and... Yeah, Guy Raz, I pretty much just complained the entire time. Well, that's what friends are for. Wow, so when is the concert? Well, looking at my watch... Huh. What? That's weird. What's weird? Oh, all of the numbers on my watch are out of order. Oh, that's because I scrambled them all up for you. You what? So a while ago, I got mad about daylight savings time, and I took it out on your watch. But hey, I got you that hour back. Mindy? You're welcome. Reggie! (laughs) Reggie, we've got a surprise for you. (laughs) Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for <laughs> Reggie, the three of us are going to see America's Squeakhearts live and in concert on their hide-and-squeak tour, and it's a surprise! I just spoiled it. Whoa, 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 whoa. S- slow down there, Reggie. I'm not exactly picking up what you're saying, mostly because I don't speak pigeon, but also because you're talking faster than Mindy. I got this. Say what, Reg? Yeah, uh-huh. Oh. Wow, really? Ooh, a what's he what's he saying, Mindy? He's saying that America's squeakhearts are at the center of a brand new scientific breakthrough. A scientific breakthrough? And their performance is basically going to take us through a whole reenactment of the experiments that led to the breakthrough. What in the wow? This is going to be even better than I thought. They're going to do an experiment on stage? What are they, a singing duo of lab rats? Actually, they're lab mice, Guy Raz, but not your typical lab mice. Wait, did you say America's squeakhearts are mice? (laughs) Well, yeah, they're my favorite band. What'd you think they were going to be, singing humans? (laughs) Well, uh... 
Come on, Guy Raz. Saddle up on Reggie's back. You'll see for yourself once we get there. Uh, oh, okay. But I'm not sure this is what I signed up for. <laughs> singing mice? What are they going to come up with next? A band of singing chipmunks? A musical starring cats? Okay, Reg. Prepare for takeoff, because here we go! Our surprise landing is scaring all the mice away. Come back here, you little mice. Come back. Ah! And I think all the mice are scaring Guy Raz away. Guy Raz, stop. They're not going to bite you. They're here for the concert, just like us. Oh, right, the concert. We're here to see Mindy's favorite band, America's Squeakhearts, live in concert. They're just like any other band, only they're lab mice. Tickets, please. And I have nothing to be freaked out about. We're all mammals. Um, Kairos, tickets? Oh, right, three tiny tickets. Thank you. I should have known by the size of these microscopic tickets that this concert would be performed by mice. Here's your program. It explains the scientific breakthrough connected to the band. And on the back, there's a coupon for America's Squeak Hearts merch booth. Merch booth? Run, 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 run. Hi. Um, Hello. We'll take three matching sets of mouse ears. Okay. Three matching America's Squeak Hearts hide and squeak tour t-shirts. Uh-huh. Three matching sets of mouse trap clip-on earrings. Mindy, and Mindy, Reggie doesn't have earlobes. Okay, make that too. Mindy. And three big wheels of cheese. Please. Here you go. Thank you. Oh, Mindy, they're about to start. Come on. So, Mindy, uh, Reggie was saying something earlier about this being a concert that reenacts a scientific breakthrough? Oh, yeah. It's pretty amazing. So it all starts off with this neuroscientist. And a neuroscientist is a scientist who studies the nervous system, or the way our brains and spinal cords and nerve cells work together in our bodies. Yeah. And so this neuroscientist named Michael Long and his team of researchers from New York University's School of Medicine noticed something very unusual about a particular species of mouse that lives in the tropical cloud forests of Central America. A species of mouse called the America's Squeakhearts? What? No, that's just their band name. The mice in the band have a completely different name. And that name is... Scotinomus tequina. <laughs> Mindy, Mindy, I told you I don't speak pigeon. That's not pigeon talk, Guy Raz. That's their name. Ha! Huh. They also have a nickname, which is much easier to say, Alston's Singing Mouse. Aha, uh-huh. and let me guess... That unusual observation made by Dr. Long and his team was that these mice could sing? Yes, but there's more. Go on. These scientists discovered that these mice can sing over 100 different musical notes and... Thank you, thank you, gracias. We are America's Weekends. Actualmente our name is Central America Squeakers, but it's confusing. This one goes out to all the ladies. No, really. What you're about to see are the two lead singers of the band engage in a little rap battle to win the hearts of the lady mice in the audience. 
or at least one in particular, though she could be any one of these mice for all we know. A rap battle? You mean like a singing duel to win the affection of a mate? Well, yeah, basically. And while there are other mice that will sing for love or whatever you call it in the rodent world, most of the time, human ears can't hear them. But these singing mice? Well, they come in loud and clear. different vocal muscles and parts of their little mouse brains that had to work together to create that snappy back-and-forth sing-off. I mean, that's just not something you see very often in the animal kingdom. Uh, well, uh, unless you count us humans. Well, that's just the thing, Guy Raz. See, Dr. Long and his team noticed this in the wild cloud forests of Costa Rica and decided to invite these singing mice back to their lab at NYU. And just like that, they came? Well, they did promise them some pretty cush digs. You know, like workout equipment in their cages, organic mealworms, dry cat food three times a day, fresh fruit, a lucrative record deal, a national tour. It took all of that to get these mice to visit their lab at NYU? Yeah. I mean, Dr. Long has actually been quoted as saying that they're kind of divas, especially when you compare them to their lab mice cousins. So, Mindy, once Dr. Long and his team got the singing mice settled into their plush laboratory uh, apartments, uh, what did they do? Well, they began rehearsal. And by rehearsal, you mean... I mean, they let the singing mice sing their brains out while researchers studied their brains over a few different experiments. So let me just make sure I've got this straight. The researchers knew that these mice could sing, but they wanted to know what was happening in their brains that allowed them to sing duets or musical conversations. Well, basically, yeah. So humans have the unique ability to take turns while talking in a conversation. You know, so immediately starting a new sentence when the person you're talking to ends theirs. Ha! And in fact, that pause between when one person starts talking and the next person picks up is only about a fraction of a second. And I guess that means that our vocal muscles and our brains have to work together extremely quickly and send signals back and forth to make that happen at such a fast speed. Right, but why and how and what part of our brains controls this complicated operation? And that must be where the experiments with the singing mice divas come in. Well, they prefer to be called America's squeak hearts, but yeah. See, these researchers were hoping that by studying the pretty simple brains of these mice, they might better understand how back-and-forth conversation works in our much more complicated human brains. So what was the first experiment? Oh, hang on. I'll tell you in a sec. Gracias. Okay, we'd like to welcome a special guest up to the stage. Let's give it up for the Bodo Nose Dolphin. 
What a band name. What? That's just their name. Woo! Bottlenose Dolphins. Yeah. Wait, are they flopping onto the stage? Uh, shouldn't they be in the water? Hey, shouldn't those dolphins be in the water? See, bottlenose dolphins are one of the only other mammals besides humans and singing mice that sing in that vocal, turn-taking style. Ah, watch this. brain experiments, Guy Raz. Oh, yeah. Uh, where were we? The first thing they did was take the two mice and put them in separate cages where they could hear each other but not see each other. And then the researchers just sat back and listened. And what did they hear? Well, they heard the mice having a musical conversation. Huh. In fact, they learned that they sing differently together than they do when they're alone or solo. That's interesting. But what's really interesting is that they learned that these mice have certain unspoken rules to their musical back and forth, just like we humans do when we're having a conversation. Rules, huh? huh? Well, I did notice when the mice were on stage having their singing duel that they seemed to be very polite with each other. I mean, they never sang over each other, and they seemed to pay attention to when the other mouse was finished before picking up the next verse, and then and also... they never interrupted. Ahem. Uh-huh. Not like some humans do. Oh, anywho, once these researchers figured out the way these mice communicate through song, they wanted to figure out what part of their brains were responsible for telling them when to sing and when to wait their turn. And how did they do that? Okay, so they used these tiny electric sensors or tools to help them read the signals that the mice's brains were sending to their vocal muscles. And by seeing what part of the brain was lit up or active while they were singing, they could determine what part of the brain was responsible for telling the mice when to sing. Exactoritos, Guy Raz. And they discovered that it was the part of the brain known as the orofacial motor cortex, or the OMC for short. electronic sensors, Dr. Long and his team sped up the signals that the mice's brains were sending to their vocal muscles, and before they knew it, the mice were going all bonker balls and singing all the wrong notes and completely out of tune. And I'm guessing that if they sped up the signals, then they also experimented with slowing them down. You know it. Thank you, thank you, gracias. And now... Let's slow things down. Lento, see? Whoa. Are they singing in slow motion? Ugh, almost seems that way. See, after experimenting with what would happen if they sped up those brain signals, they decided to experiment with slowing them down. 
And what happened? Well, it turns out that these mice could still sing the right notes. There were just longer spaces in between, and it took them a lot longer to finish. Amazing! Thank you, thank you. And thank you all for coming to the show. We've got one more song. Oh, yes, I know, I know. The band is going to sit this one out. It's called Who Turned Out the Lights. Oh, this must be the last part of the experiment. They turned out the lights? Well, metaphorically speaking, yeah, kinda. See, after speeding up and then slowing down that OMC section of the mice's brains, they decided to turn that OMC section off completely. They just turned out the lights. They shut off the mice brains? No, 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 not the whole brain, just that one little tiny part, the OMC, and only temporarily. And what did they find? Well, they found that the mice could still sing. Yeah? But only to themselves. In other words, they could no longer sing back and forth to each other. No more musical conversation. They became solo artists? Only temporarily. Before the mice even knew it, they turned that OMC part of their brains back on, and that was the end of the experiment. Incredible. Mindy, this must mean that the OMC part of the singing mouse's brain isn't what gives them the power to sing, but... It is what gives them the power to sing in a back-and-forth way, just like we humans and bottlenose dolphins. Winner, winner, mousetrap dinner. Thank you. Gracias. We have been an amazing audience. Our new album is called Hide and Squeak. Please check it out. Peace, love, and be nice to one another. Buenas noches. Wow, what an amazing concert. Yeah, thanks for surprising Reggie and me with the tickets, Guy Raz. That was our first time seeing them perform live since the experiment. Yeah, and about those experiments. You know, Mindy, I'm wondering if these researchers are planning to take what they've learned and use this new information to help solve other problems with human communication. Well, it just so happens that... They are. See, now that we understand how the OMC part of the singing mouse's brain controls its ability to have singing conversations with other singing mice, Dr. Long and his team are planning future studies to see if they can find the human version of the OMC in our brains. With the thought that it might hold clues as to how we humans are able to have such quick back-and-forth conversations. Right, but not only that, they're hoping that they can take what they learn from these experiments and come up with new ways to help people whose brains don't let them have these quick back-and-forth conversations. So, like some people with autism whose brains work differently, or maybe people who have had strokes where parts of their brains stop working altogether. Or people like me who sing all the wrong notes at all the wrong times and can't stop interrupting. I think that might be something worth experimenting on your own, Mindy. Speaking of experimenting, is that Reggie backstage trying to communicate with a bottlenose dolphin? And I thought a mouse rap battle was going to be the weirdest thing I saw today. What in the wow? Wow in the world? We'll be right back. Grown-ups, 
This message is for you. Hey, it's Ophira Eisenberg, host of NPR's Ask Me Another. For the entire month of April, we're celebrating women in comedy. And we're kicking things off with Russian doll actor Greta Lee and co-creator Leslie Headland. And later in the month, we'll be joined by Retta from NBC's Parks and Recreation and Good Girls. And many more. Start listening this Friday. That's it. Back to the show. Check out this week's scientific conversation starters at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more info on how your kids can become members of the World Organization of Wowzers, shop our Wow Shop, 
upload photos and videos to us, and check dates for our upcoming live events. That's wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Who provides the bells, whistles, and silly characters. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. Our show is written by me, Guy Raz, and Thomas Van Kalken, who also provides silly characters. Tom? Hello there. Thanks also to Jessica Bodie, Casey Kofer, Rebecca Caban, Kit Ballinger, and Alex Curley. Meredith Halpern-Ranzer powers the wow at Tinkercast. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop-Ups. For more info on their two-time Grammy-nominated all-ages music, find them at thepopups.com. And grown-ups, you can follow Wow in the World on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wow in the World. And our email address is hello at wowintheworld.com. And if you're a kid with a big wow to share with us, call us at 1-888-7-WOW-WOW for a chance to be featured at the end of the show. Also, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Wow in the World on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, leave us a few stars, a review, or just tell a friend about the show. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep on wowing. Jinx! was made by Tinkercast and sent to you by NPR. Auditioning for the Netflix reboot of Queer Eye was kind of like trying out for a boy band. Oh, it was an audition for a boy band. Like, they brought 200 gays in a room and were like, fight! (laughs) Uh, Promo Brown on the Fab Five. This week on It's Been a Minute from NPR.